welcome back to Write Damn It with me, Zoe Richards, your host. This is the podcast for writers of all kinds who maybe get stuck with your writing. This podcast will help you get unstuck and help re-motivate you so that you get the writing done. Episode 55, and let's talk a little bit about writer's resilience. You know, I hear and read so much from writers who are disappointed with how the process is going for them, either because they get writer's block or because they have expectations of how the industry is going to work or because they don't hear back from agents or commissioning editors. And so it gets to a place where it feels as though it's slightly lonely and slightly stressful, actually slightly immensely stressful at times. I read on Twitter, I refuse to give it its new name. (laughs) I read on Twitter where people say that they haven't heard back from an agent and how long they've been waiting and they talk about being ghosted. Do you know, we're not being ghosted if we don't hear back from an agent. We have no right to expect to hear back. We haven't had agents saying to us specifically, or even actually, you know, when we have had agents asking for a full request, they still don't owe us anything because at this stage, they're not being paid. So I think there's something important when it comes to resilience. And that example around agents is just one of many examples of what creates stress for us as writers. I think one of the critical things for us to do as we start with writing, is to set our expectations in a place where we can cope with it. And I'm avoiding using the term set realistic expectations because, you know, one person's realistic expectation is going to be very different from another person's realistic expectation. So my expectation when I was, for example, submitting to the agents, querying agents, was that I wouldn't find an agent. That was my expectation. I also set an expectation that I wouldn't hear back from agents. Now, that's not to say that within 10 minutes of having sent out emails, I wasn't sitting there refreshing my emails to see if I had a response from anybody. Of course I did that. I'm only human. What I'm saying, though, is that we need to have a set of expectations for ourselves. And I think it's when we set our expectations higher than we are capable of managing, that's when the stress feels really high. So I'm working on book two at the moment, and I could have an expectation that my publisher absolutely will accept book two because, well, they're publishing book one. Why wouldn't they take book two as well? But actually, I've set my expectation at the level of I'm going to send it to my agent. So I promised her by the end of January, she will have book two, despite anything that might distract me from writing book two. So that's me setting myself a goal that I know I can deliver on. So I've set my expectation that Claire will have that book two first draft plus. So it won't be a fully edited version of book two, but it will be a minorly edited version of book two. She'll have that the end of January. And the expectation is that she's going to tell me it's rubbish. And I'm okay with that because actually it probably will be rubbish. What I also though will be asking her will be, does this book two have legs? Is it worth me carrying on working with it? 
Now, I think there's something about setting your expectations in a place where you can find your place of satisfaction, maybe happiness. It won't be elation necessarily. And, you know, I'm going through the whole stuff around book one at the moment and going through the the publishing journey. And I have to say that I've not yet experienced elation. I've experienced some moments of, wow, this is fabulous. But what if it doesn't work? What if nobody buys it? So I'm still in that place of expecting it to fail. And I'm okay with that. I'm not setting my expectation And perhaps it's because I'll be 62 in January. I'm fortunate if I do end up making a living from writing, it's not something that I require. I don't have a mortgage. I own my car outright. So, you know, I am in a place which is perhaps more fortunate than younger writers will find themselves in. But even so, I'm setting my expectations in a place where I know and understand what my writing can deliver, can achieve. So I have a little trick up my sleeve that I want to share with you. I think I might have mentioned this on a previous episode, but I do think it's one of those things that it's worth repeating and coming back to many times. And I call it the ABC. So what the ABC stands for, get that right, is that the A is to acknowledge. So say out loud how you're feeling. So let's say, for example, right now you are struggling to write your first draft. Say that out loud. Writing this first draft is darn difficult because you know what? It can be darn difficult for some people. Or maybe you've reached editing. Now, I love editing. I find the first draft slightly harder than I do editing. And as I go through the editing, I seem to find my place within the editing process and I enjoy it more and more as I'm going along. But if you find editing tough, say that out loud acknowledge how you're feeling. Maybe you're okay saying it out loud to yourself in a room in your house. Maybe you need to say it out loud through social media, or maybe you've got some writing buddies that you could say it to. And you know, you'll probably find that they'll go, oh yeah, you know what? I get it. That's what it feels like for me. Now, if you want to use social media on Twitter, for example, or on uh, threads, I am Zoe Richards UK. On Blue Sky, I think I missed off the UK. I think I'm just Zoe Richards on Blue Sky. So please go on any of those, tag me, and I'm happy to come and join you in acknowledging out loud what that space is that you're in right now. Maybe it's that you have sent off book one, or maybe you're like me and you've been working on book two, and perhaps you've submitted that to your agent for some feedback acknowledge how that is feeling for you right now. So that's the A of the ABC, to acknowledge what it's feeling like right now, what it looks, sounds, feels like for you personally, not what you expect it to feel, look, sound like for other people or to look good on social media, but the reality of it. Okay, so that's your A, acknowledge. B is to breathe. So slow down your breathing for a moment. And actually, probably the best starting point is simply to take notice of your breathing. Don't try and do anything different with it. Just notice your breathing. And as you're noticing your breathing, slow it down just a little bit. So maybe as I'm talking to you now and I'm slowing down the way that I'm talking, that gives you an opportunity to just slow your own breath down for a moment. So this is about breathing in to the acknowledgement you've just made to yourself. Breathe in that it is difficult. 
breathe in that it is stressful. Breathe in that you're finding this a really odd place to be right now. Obviously, I've just been talking about lots of breathing ins there. I do recommend breathing out as well. So if you've done lots of breathing in, please do breathe out and breathe out nice and slowly too. And with each breath, just notice where your shoulders are at. Now, I have this thing when I'm stressed, when my resilience is perhaps not so good, that my shoulders go right up to my ears. And I mean literally, I lift my shoulders higher and higher as I tense them. So just notice where are your shoulders at right now and perhaps just bring them down a little bit. You don't have to take all the tension out of your body. Just notice where your shoulders are. Maybe move them about a little bit, round them back and just let them settle and go back to breathing in nice and slowly and let that breath out slowly and keep on acknowledging how you're feeling right now and remind yourself it's okay to feel like this right now because you know what it is okay whatever stage you're at in your writing career what I'm discovering is every new day is still part of the learning process none of us was born an incredible writer none of us was born capable of dealing with the writing journey as if it's an absolute doddle so breathe in and acknowledge this is okay to feel this way So that's the B, to breathe. So we've had A, to acknowledge, B, to breathe. So now on to the C. And the C is to consider. What are your options? Consider what you're in control of. So if you've clicked send on the emails where you are querying agents, you have no control now over what happens next. So go and do something different. That something different could be completely different, nothing at all to do with writing. But equally, it could be something different within your writing. Maybe it's going out and meeting up with some writing buddies. Maybe it's going for a walk. I find that walking is a really good stress release for me. And it's a good way of me finding my place of control. I'm a suicide survivor. And one of the things that I found worked for me, talking therapies didn't work for me at all. What did work for me was going and walking on the beach. We live really close to the beach. We've just moved and we're about a mile further away from the beach. But we used to be about half a mile away from the beach. So it was walking distance. And so I will take myself down to the beach where we've moved to. We're right near to some woodlands. And so I'm able to take myself into Kew Woods. It's not Kew in London, by the way. So don't get that imagination of it being something gorgeous. It is just a woodland and it it is beautiful. And it gives me that space to be able to just chill a bit and relax. So that's a place and a way in which I can control what's going on for me. I can control my thinking. I can control my breathing. So do something around understanding what you can do next. Consider what you can do next. And understanding what you can control is one of the best considerations you can give yourself. There's other things you can do as well. You might realise that there is an action you can take. So perhaps you have done a reread of your book after you've been on submission to commissioning editors and rereading it, you realise that there's a plot point you could change. My editor and I, sorry, not my editor, my agent and I realised when we were partway through being out on submission 
that two of the chapters needed to be moved in my novel. So we talked it through, we worked out what we felt needed to happen. I then went away, tried out where those two chapters could be placed and then rewrote based on where I had moved those two chapters to. And it was after doing that that I then got a publishing deal. So that was something that I could control with the help of my agent. So this is a really important place to be at to consider what you can do. Now, I have said this is ABC, so acknowledge, breathe, consider. You can add on D, which is to decide. So you can decide to be stressed, and that is a decision. Or you can decide to find ways to look after yourself in this place that you're in. And this is really important because the stresses that come to us they are often, and the thinking that goes with those stresses, they're often what's referred to as our monkey brain. So this is a part of our brain where our thinking isn't controlled. Our thinking is almost uh, like it's reactive. It's that part of the brain that thinks about, I've got to do something, I've got to do something, I need to react, what have I got to do? I know last time I was in this kind of situation, I allowed myself to get completely stressed. Completely stressed is the solution. Let's get completely stressed. And so our monkey brain takes over and in taking over, it actually makes us believe that what the monkey brain thinks is correct. Where actually what we need to do is allow the logical part of our brain, the human part of our brain to to program the computer part of the brain so that then the monkey part of the brain knows what it's got to do. If you want to know more about this, by the way, there's a great book by Dr. Steve Peters called The Chimp Paradox, which is based around the way in which the brain works. I've got to say that it gets a little bit tedious at points in the book. Uh, I did love listening to it because I used to live in Middlesbrough and he's from Middlesbrough. So I listened to it in the end on Audible and it was really lovely to reconnect with his Middlesbrough accent. But if you're just reading it for yourself, you will find it can get a little bit tedious, but it's still worth having a dip into or just Google about it. I'm sure there'll be plenty if you Googled the chimp paradox to tell you about that and how that works. But fundamentally, it's about these three parts of our brain and how if we don't use the human to uh, program the computer, we will find that we're in a position where the monkey, the monkey brain will take over and will be very reactive. So give your self that opportunity to succeed without taking being taken over by your monkey brain because your monkey brain will go into that space where it allows you to believe that the right decision is to be stressed so in order for us to have writer resilience we need to go through this process of giving ourselves a chance setting ourselves up for being okay now i'm not saying set ourselves up for success because we still might not get success, but setting ourselves up to be okay with each of the outcomes at each stage in the process. And I find, now you may not talk in terms of the universe, but I talk in terms of the universe and I find that really helpful to me. So I will say things to myself like, well, you know what, maybe the universe has got a greater idea for how my life is going to work out. Maybe this is the direction the universe is taking me in. And I find that helpful. 
I don't know if there's a greater power up there. Maybe you believe in God, so you can talk of it in terms of maybe this is part of God's greater plan. Maybe it's simply your own brain and you're then able to say to yourself, well, perhaps I'm getting in the way of myself right now. I also think that there's something about recognising the season of life you're in. I did do an earlier episode very early on around the seasons of life. And that is an important thing to consider as well. So maybe your lack of writer resilience, your choice of going towards stress is because of what's going on for you in your life. So from July, so I'm recording this here in November, in July, my mum wasn't well. We ended up having to put her into a home. From there, I had to prepare her flat for being sold. We also were in the process of selling our house and moved. And I've then just come to the end of doing the house clearance on my mum. So on my mum's house, not, <laughs> sorry, not on my mum herself. <laughs> so I've not been clearing my mum. If you've just listened to episode 54, you might understand why I'm giggling a little bit about that. So listen to the episode I was doing in conversation with Louise Beach and you perhaps get a greater sense of why that's a giggle for me. Um, so this is really important to recognise when you've got lots going on for you. And I have had so much going on for me, as well as doing the edits on my book. So first, first off, the structural edits and the then the line edits. And this is also whilst working and having a husband with MS who couldn't do much around the house move. So I've been recognising the season of life that I'm in. Oh, and I forgot to say in all of that, that my daughter had a baby in June and we almost lost both my daughter and the baby. So there's been that stress in my life as well. I'm happy to report, by the way, that both mum and baby are incredibly healthy now and very happy. So that's gone well. But I think it's really crucial for us to recognise that season of life that we're in. And we can then use the ABC again, and you can add on the D to decide as well if you want. So acknowledge the season of life you're in, breathe into that season of life, consider what your options are, and then decide what actions you're going to take. And if your action right now is to stop, care for yourself, do things that are about putting you first, that is okay. So there we go. That's a little bit around writer resilience. I hope that helps you if you are in one of those phases of the writer's journey, which is feeling quite stressful and difficult for you right now, because it's normal. There are those points along the journey which are incredibly difficult. And you know what? I know I'm going to have even more difficult parts on the journey. So, yeah, I'm looking ahead and thinking, crikey Moses, what's it going to be like when I get the first review? I'm going to try not to look at it. I think it was Jenny Bayliss who said that her sister told her that is not your job to look at reviews. And she's right. But I know that I'm still going to want to look at that first review and how will I react to it? So there's going to be a lot more along my journey where I have to remind myself about that writer resilience. OK, I will leave you to it for now. Happy writing, happy writer's resilience and finding your acknowledging, breathing, considering and deciding. And may the words flow for you. I'll see you on the next episode. Thank you.